Hello and welcome to March to the Pod, presented by Eternal Roofing. Today, the basketball team went road tripping, the baseball team still winning, and we have a whole smorgasbord of things for you today in the miscellaneous category. I'm your host, Corey Hogue, the non-FBS insider at Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Find me on your favorite social media channels, at Corey Hogue Sports. That's all one word, C-O-R-Y-H-O-G-U-E, Sports. I'm joined by the creator and manager of Sports of SHSU. Again, all one word, on Twitter and Instagram, Chief Operating Officer of the Cat Fund and proud Bearcat alum, Ben Sorrells. And Ben, this weekend... Uh, the name that we have, uh, the name of this podcast, will be paying homage to the great General Sam Houston. That's right. It is our weekend. This is what we were made for, March to the Grave, March to the Pod. Uh, this is recording on the 27th, so we're a couple days away. But it's coming up. Uh, obviously, part of this podcast is named after that tradition at Sam Houston, so uh, cool to be able to celebrate it. and. I think it's our first podcast uh, when March to the Grave is actually happening, so it's pretty cool. It is, considering we started in July last year, right right around media day time frame. And not long after that, you like this segue, our friends at Eternal Roofing joined us and Taylor Andrews. Look at that, Ben. It's almost like I'm I'm real or something at this. Yeah, man, that's good. Yeah. It's even better when you have to take the, a pause to celebrate yourself in the middle of the segue. That's when you know. You've got to do it. you got to do it. Somebody's got to give you the praise. Sometimes it's got to be you. It's the only way to go. <laughs> really. It's the only way to go. I, we really do appreciate our friends at Eternal Roofing and Taylor Andrus. And listen, if you're in the Hill Country, Houston area, Throughout the state of Texas, they are the people to call for any commercial or residential roofing and general contracting services. They're going to give you free detailed roof inspections, fast professional service, no high-pressure sales pitch, and the workmanship is just going to be outstanding. Recommend you give them a call. In Montgomery County offices, area code 936-215-8539. In the Hill Country, area code 830-251-5673. And you can always email Taylor, taylor at eternalroofingtx.com. And don't forget to stop by eternalroofingtx.com. They have a gallery there that you're going to want to see of some recent work that they've done. Ben, I put out something on social media last week. About, when we were talking on the pod, it's more important, health or wins on that road trip? Tough road trip. Going to go, going to New Mexico State and then to UTEP, physical teams on the road, in their place. You never know what football coach is going to show up. I'll paint it all over and run around acting crazy like Walden did a couple weeks ago. And... Coach Mudge is the goat on Twitter, and I love that Twitter handle. Said, why can't we have both? And I was like, I just don't like to get greedy. (laughs) Look at that. Let's be greedy, Ben, because I'll be darned if 
they didn't go on that road trip and bring both of those victories home. Yeah, they brought home the two victories and they stayed healthy. And I, I like being greedy and hopefully we can continue to be greedy going forward. But it was a really great weekend. Um, really dominated from start to finish at New Mexico State. I mean, Lamar Wilkerson put on one of the most spectacular first halves I think you'll ever see in college basketball with seven consecutive threes made um, in that first half. So that was really cool, kind of cruised to a victory in the second half. And then um, won the second half of a road trip at, at UTEP, and I think there's only been one or two uh, road games, one when it's the second leg of a road trip at Conference USA. So that was a massive win to stay atop the conference. Um, but, yeah, overall, just a really great road trip. Another two games where you had seven or eight guys contributing at a high level, scoring at a high level, and um, was about as much as you could ask for from those two games. So I'm trying to look here quickly and see the road record. I've got one and one, two and two, two and three. They're four and, th- four four and three. three, I believe. Yeah. Four and three on the road in this conference. Four victories. I don't think the other teams combined have four victories still at this point. It's funny. I think Louisiana Tech and Sam Houston are both four and three when it comes to road games, and I don't think another team has more than two, maybe more than one win on the road. I mean, New Mexico State and UTEP themselves, I think, are what, win 21 on the road this year just kind of in general. And so, I mean, to, to steal road wins in this league, that's why you're at the top of the league when it comes to Louisiana Tech and St. Houston. And we'll get a chance with those nasty Bulldogs in a couple of weeks. We will talk about them. Uh, but when you look at the men's standings, they have Middle Tennessee coming in Saturday, visiting Huntsville, 7 o'clock Saturday night. Grab your girl, take her on a date, get her some McDonald's, go to a basketball game. You know, things happen then, right? Like, that's how babies are made, Ben. Is that what we're advocating for here? That's how babies get made. McDonald's, basketball, babies. That's, that's how it works. It sounds like you've had a experience with this before. I, you know. You tested this theory out. Oh, man, you could take me so far off the rails to where I get in trouble with this one. <laughs> but... I had a first sergeant in the Army who broke down how you make a baby in the most graphic of manners. And so and so every time I think of that, right, like, see, how I, how can I say this if young ears are actually listening? Babies aren't made when you're just making love, Ben, right? That's basically what he said. Okay. So, look, you buy her McDonald's, you take her to a basketball game, babies get made like that, man. That's how it happens. I'm sure it's happened before, and maybe it'll happen again this weekend. We'll have to see. If it I don't does, know if we'll be able to know. know. I, yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if we'll know. If it does, let us know. In 10 months, we'll uh, give you a shout-out for your birth. <laughs> I'll send a little thank you gift, right? <laughs> yeah. Thank you for proving us right. (laughs) And I I especially want to know if McDonald's and basketball got you to to the ability to make babies. I know. You might need to throw in some, like, Olive Garden or something. (laughs) Yeah, a minute class, right? That's right. Maybe a steakhouse. Yeah. 
a good old-fashioned upscale steakhouse like Texas Roadhouse, you know. Oh, yeah. And then you can also record the game at home because it's on ESPNU and then watch it back that night with her. Hey, look. On TiVo, you know, right? Look, listen, here, here's what you do, right? You record the game so you have it. You take her to McDonald's. You take her to the basketball game. You come home. You turn that basketball game on, and when the basketball game gets good, you're get good too. Yes, and we'll leave it at that. That's how it works. Anyway, making with Corey. (laughs) Yeah, if you want off the rails two minutes in, if you want relationship advice, I don't recommend you follow it, but I've got plenty to offer. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, I can give you relationship advice. I'm not going to tell you it's going to work. If it's good or not, yeah. I don't know. But, hey, you know, I've done well with my second wife. Second time's the charm, right? <laughs> yeah, well, let's hope the third time we ain't got to figure it out again. <laughs> right. Stick to two. Oh, goodness. So, basketball, they're playing Middle Tennessee this week at 7 o'clock on Saturday. We're not going back into that again. Those Blue Raiders, which, uh, wow, (laughs) I I don't even want to know how they came up with that name. The Blue Raiders are coming in, and, you know, Ben, they're mid-table, 500. They've been really good at home. They have not been good on the road. They're one and five on the road in conference. And I see here La Tech is five and two on the road in conference. And Sam yeah. Houston's four and three. Uh, right. But Middle Tennessee is one and five on the road. They're coming into Johnson Coliseum. And when you look at the overall standings, La Tech and Sam Houston are tied atop of them right now. And uh, Ben, you think you've got the scenarios now. Let, let's I, see. Let's see how we got. How we did. Yeah. So it's really a three horse race for the top two seeds, and really a two horse race for the top seeds. So with the way things are right now, Sam Houston, Louisiana Tech, both ten and three in conference. Sam Houston won that first matchup between the two, so they currently hold the tiebreaker. And then you've got Louisiana Tech eight and five, so they're two games behind right now. So to clinch the top two seed. Um, all you need is one win or one loss by Western Kentucky through these final three games because you went 2-0 and against Western Kentucky. The only way they can get above you is if they clear you in the in the win column, and the only way they can do that is if they went out and Sam Houston loses out. Now, where things get really interesting is tomorrow night, Wednesday night, we've got a huge matchup between Louisiana Tech going to Western Kentucky. And so if Western Kentucky wins that matchup, uh, Louisiana Tech's going to be 10 and four and Sam Houston's going to be 10 and three. And so even if Sam Houston loses to La Tech and then wins their other two of the final three games, both teams are going to end up at 12 and four. Now you may say Louisiana Tech 12 and four, Sam Houston 12 and four. They split the, the, series this year one to one what's the next tiebreaker the next tiebreaker would be your record against the number three team in the conference which is western kentucky and so that would go advantage sam houston so if western kentucky wins tomorrow night all you've got to do is win two of your final three and you've got the one seed locked up um and you're pretty much bound to be at least a two seed so um a lot of moving parts there but that's what it's looking like 
Okay. So Sam Houston owns the tiebreaker, right? Against both schools, right? Against both, Law Tech and Western Kentucky. Yep. Which Western Kentucky, to secure the three seed, needs a win or a Jackson, Jacksonville state loss and a Middle Tennessee state loss, which is going to happen Saturday anyway. Right. So, or better, if it don't happen. Anywho, Sam Houston has a game in hand. So when you look at having the tiebreaker, when you look at the standings, right now they're technically a game up on Law Tech. Right, which means if La Tech were to lose, Sam Houston's got two games in hand with three to play, and one of those is in Rust. Right, and so now La Tech needs really they they got to win out, and then their two of their final three are at home. But they also need Sam Houston to stumble twice. Right, and I don't know. If I see that happening here, uh, I mean, Middle Tennessee could, any of these could, but there are two of these are at home, Middle Tennessee and Jacksonville State, where the Cats have been outstanding at home this year, 10-2 and two overall. 6-0 really in conference. conference. Yeah. Really good. And then they're on the road at La Tech, where they've been one of the best road teams. And yeah. so, yeah, they're 6-0 and at home in conference. La Tech's 5-1 and in conference at home. That that's what we're looking at. The Cats have a two game lead into that top seed, and that top seed gets pretty much two buys, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So. Or no, no, they get a game and then a buy, and then they'll play the next round. That's right. Right. Yeah. So you play the eight or nine seed who's coming off a game before you, and then you have your eight teams in the bracket. But um, it's a huge advantage being the one seed, one because you are playing a team that played less than twenty four hours before. And then also, if you're the one seed, you play, I think it's that Thursday, and then you don't play, no, you play Wednesday, and then I don't think you play again until Friday. If you're the two seed, you got to play back-to-back-to-back days. If you can get that one seed, you go game, break, game, game. And so getting that one seed gives you a big rest advantage, and it can also give you an advantage in that first game. Now, sounds great. The eight and nine teams right now are UTEP and FIU. That ain't fun. Yeah, it, you beat. It's hard to beat any team three times. I, I, I've always said that, no matter who the team is. Um, Utah, I don't think they're a great basketball team, but man, they've got some athletes and they are extremely physical. And if they out energy out energy you on a day, they're going to beat you. And you've lost to FIU once. I, I mean, obviously, I don't think they're a very good team, but they they've shown they can do it, and so. Not that I don't think any game is going to be easy in this tournament, but if you can get them on short rest and having played the day before, I think it will help. Oh, well, definitely. Definitely it will help. You want the top seed uh, and everything. So, yeah, best of both worlds. Good job by the basketball team of getting both of those things done, healthy and victories. Do you want to give a prediction for the Blue Raiders coming in? Yeah, I think it's going to be it's going to be a good game. Um, I think they started 0-4 in conference and have won four or five since. Obviously, they've struggled a lot on the road. I don't think it's going to be a blowout by any means. I'm going to say it's probably a 70-62 to 62 Sam Houston victory. I think the thing to watch for with Middle Tennessee is they've got Justin Porter, who um, is probably the conference player of the year. I don't know if he wins it just because his team is probably going to finish sixth or fifth, seventh, somewhere around there. 
but he might be the best player in the conference, and so he's definitely a guy to keep an eye on for the Blue Raiders. It is on ESPNU at 7 o'clock. We've told you how – I can't help you getting a date. That's on you. But we've told you what to do once you're able to get the date. So you can be there and yeah. bring in a plus one. We're, we allow you to bring a plus one into these basketball games. Yeah, we set those rules, right? We actually encourage you to bring a plus one if you're we coming do. to a basketball game. We do. Be, and I'm actually not going to be able to be there. So if you need tickets, I might have some if, if I haven't given them away yet. Ooh, message Ben. If you want <laughs> tickets. Right court there. Exclusive too. from March to the pod. Right, courtside. Courtside. What? Well, Ben, that's a great time to transition into someone who doesn't have courtside seats, telling you all about the podcast that we are on the Republic of Football Network and an extension of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Please like and subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on the various social media platforms, including Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Threads, if they're working, and if AT&T didn't shut down your internet, at March to the pod. It's the word March, the number two, the pod. It's all one word. Put it together. You'll find us Give a special shout-out to those watching on the Dave Campbell's YouTube page. And, hey, while you're here, why don't you head on over to TexasFootball.com, check out some of the stories we got. And if you appreciate what we do and what we bring you, go to TexasFootball.com backslash subscribe. The highest price here is $50. That gets you three magazines, every game broadcast on TexanLive.com. Uh, it's just a tremendous package, all the podcasts, all the insider stuff, coaching news. You want coaching news and candidates lists and things of that nature. That stuff's behind the paywall uh, now, for especially if it's non-FBS and if you're still interested in following some FCS schools, which some do when they make ESPN with a big fight. And I was going to say, I know I'm a big D3 basketball guy. We've been talking to D3 basketball recently, and I know you've got some content there too. D3, yes, I, the first, uh, D, texasfootball.com backslash basketball got a story up on the final 17 seconds. UT Dallas, Mary Harden Baylor, uh, American Southwest Conference men's championship game was one of the wildest 17 seconds you will see. UMHB was up six with 17.9 seconds left and lost the game. And in the process, there were a couple of really close calls. None of them, of course, Went the way of the Crusaders. They missed the front end of a free throw. And then at the end, it was a play that the Comets have run numerous times. Jared Fleming. And and, and the greatest thing, Ben, is this their last chance to do it. They're headed to next year. They, they're ineligible for the postseason. And then the year after, they're transitioning to Division Two and joining the Lone is. Star Conference. Yes. Wow. Yes. They're coming in in two years. They're They're going to be... They're ready. They're going to be good, yes. and they, they've got a solid team. So this weekend, UT Dallas is in San Antonio playing Trinity. St. Thomas got flown out to California Lutheran, and you know what? That might be best for both him and Trinity, to be honest with you. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> that is true. Like I said, beating a team three times is hard, and Trinity wants nothing to do with St. Thomas. It, it certainly is. So if you want more of that kind of information, it's it's all over TexasFootball.com, and then basketball stuff, you can go backslash basketball and find it. Also, don't forget to call Eternal Roofing. 
and tell them to get out there and give you those. Uh, you need spring is coming. It's already warm. We know that that storm season's on the way too. You need to get that roof inspected. You need to get those shingles checked. You need to make sure, Ben, that you that, that you're getting eternal roofing out there to let you know what you need and get it done before Dorothy and her tornadoes come through. And hopefully they don't, but if they do, that's what eternal roofing is there for. And I think we broke your streak of Christmas lights talk on top of everything else they do. Oh, look at that. You know, I do want to say be careful. With wildfires today, there's a huge one out there near Canadian uh, in Amarillo area. I know they, they – it was a mandatory evacuation for the entire town of Canadian. Yeah. Which is, Heard a little bit about that. That's a few thousand people, right? So – Make sure you you take care of all your stuff. So this way, if something tragic were to happen, hopefully everything would be okay because Taylor Andrus and his crew at Eternal Roofing are going to give you top-notch service and top-notch equipment. They use top-notch equipment and they, they use top-notch product too. Certain teeth shingles are known for their weather resistance which I guess could include tornadoes, exceptional longevity, studying aesthetic appeal. You definitely want to give them a call. They can get it to you fast. They give you a free detailed inspection, and you're getting close. Christmas lights time, Ben. Got to start playing in the head. Closer and closer from the hill country to Houston and everything in between in the state of Texas. They do it all. Christmas comes at the same time every year, people. Don't get caught with your hands down. I said hands. <laughs> Ben, right. get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> yeah, we've had enough of that talk on this show today. It was not gutter talk. That was good <laughs> relationship advice. Anyway, back to Eternal Roofing. Head on over to eternalroofingtx.com. Check out a gallery. Taylor's got a lot of great things up there. And what we one thing we really appreciate with Taylor is that he is also a Bearcat alum, and we like to support our fellow Bearcats. So give them a call. Montgomery offices area code 936-215-8539. Hill Country is area code 830-251-5673. Or you can email taylor at eternalroofingtx.com. Pretty good weekend for the baseball team. Ben, they played Dartmouth. They needed three wins. It's a... uh, a team you need that sweep, and they did it. And I think that right there shows me how well this team is playing right now. And it wasn't just that they won, but it's the fact that they outscored them 26-8 to over those three games. That'll win you a lot of games if you can do that. Those two things right there. Score a lot and hold the other team down is a good recipe for winning. Right. Yeah, and Dartmouth is a team that is uh, not nearly at the same standard of what a same Houston team is, but you did exactly what you were supposed to do, which I think is what good teams do. I mean, when you play inferior opponents, you beat inferior opponents, and it shows up on the scoreboard. And it did that in all three games. And so it was good to see that. I think a couple of the – biggest positives from this weekend were um, the starting pitching was just fantastic all three days. Um, 17 and two-thirds innings combined for four total runs given up. So each guy's going six innings and giving up one, maybe two. 
that's going to play every day. Um, and then I think another thing is you needed to find maybe one more bat in the lineup to kind of figure out where things are. And, man, Hunter Autry had a really, really good series at DH. I think he had three or four hits. He had a homer that went almost 450 feet. And so I think you might have solved a little bit of what you're looking for at the DH spot, and he's got some position versatility. He can play first. Um, and so those were some really good signs. Starting pitching, and then you saw a guy who didn't really know what you were going to get anything from, and he really produced at a high level. Well, and the big takeaway for me from this is, is beating Dartmouth isn't going to help you get a an at-large bid if you need one to the NCAA tournament, but losing sure is going to hurt you. So you you did yourself no harm. That is what you got to do. And they got to keep that up because Tuesday night, which we are recording on Tuesday, this is likely to come out on Wednesday, they play a Houston Christian team that has been getting pretty well beat at a lot of places. And then that's at home in, at Don Sanders. Then Wednesday, ESPN Plus, UT Arlington comes in, 630. And that's before – that's a good team. That's a really yeah. good team there, the Mavericks. The, then St. John's comes in, the Red Storm. We'll get to them in a minute. My question, Ben, and this is where it's these midweek games when you get two back-to-back, where I want to see that depth you're going to need to get through a regional tournament on your pitching staff. That's what I'm looking for this week, during the weekday. Right, and it's a week where you've got five games instead of four. I mean, you kind of know how you're going to navigate four games. We saw it this last week, kind of went to plan. Um, but throwing in a fifth game really throws a wrench into the plans uh, of your pitching staff. And so how you cover that fifth game, you might treat HCU like your fifth game. Maybe you treat UT Arlington like that fifth game. It's going to be interesting. I think you know what you're going to get from Gabby Coldiron. Um, I think Malachi Lott might see some more time. We saw him at the end of Sunday. Um, but I think it's really going to test your depth. I mean, Brock Rod and uh, Ryan Peterson, the two freshmen that pitched at the end of the Oklahoma State Series, I think might be relied upon a lot. And we might see if they're the real deal. If they are, I think it could be a successful midweek this week. So a lot of Gabby Coldiron, maybe some Malachi Lott, the two freshmen, and then you'll see where else you can get innings from. But it's going to be a real test with the five-game week. Whoever you think your number four is needs to start Wednesday. That would you, be cold. You need iron. to start your you need to start your better one against UT Arlington, in my opinion. That's what I and that's what I was saying too. Do you treat HCU like the fifth game or UTA? It's probably going to be Houston Christian, and uh, lineup should be out here pretty shortly. Also, we're we're about an hour from first pitch. Awesome. Well, then this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the Red Storm come into Huntsville. Oh, we've actually got a lineup. You have a lineup. What? Are, who's yeah. pitching? So Gabby Coldiron is pitching tonight, and he went six innings and gave up one run against Rice, I believe it was, and he's pretty clearly your number four. So you're throwing your best guy today, and maybe he can cover a ton of innings to where you've got some bullpen depth left tomorrow. And I could see. I, I could see that the reasoning on this. You want He pitched a Tuesday, pitch him another Tuesday. Next Tuesday you're going to use him against Houston. You're getting him in a routine getting him to develop that because most of your midweek games are on Tuesday. After they play Houston midweek, they play Texas A&M midweek, then Baylor. I can understand keeping him on a on a schedule and, and on a solid rotation like that. So, I, I mean, losing to Houston Christian would hurt you. Losing to UT Arlington wouldn't be such a, a big problem. 
uh, at the end of the season. And then, look, this is St. John's team coming in that's pretty darn good. They're not yeah, bad. And they're... they have, I'm going to test you here, a little trivia. You're not even ready for this. Had no idea this was coming. Who is a former St. John's standout, great alum, whatever you want to call it, who went on to one day pitch and then broadcast for the Texas Rangers? I'll give mm. you one more hint. He no longer broadcasts for the Rangers. He has now moved to broadcast for the Braves. Can you name that person? Oh, gosh. Is it oh, CJ? You want another clue? He was also in the movie 42. Okay. I think I might know. Is it CJ Nikowski? It is CJ Nikowski. Okay. All those things about him are true, right? He went to St. John's. <laughs> I'd have to look it up. I, I, I was guessing on CJ. I had a feeling it might be him. I'll have to look it up. It, it's CJ Nikowski. Okay. Uh, he is very he, – he is – he makes no secret that he's a, a St. John's alum, and he was in the movie 42. He's one that threw it uh, at Jackie Robinson's head. So congratulations, CJ. That got you a good part. Yeah, the <laughs> the Rangers to Braves broadcasting move was what did it for me. I didn't know he went to St. John's or was in the movie. So Yeah, he, he just recently left uh, the Rangers broadcast because his family lives in Georgia, and he'd rather be close to home. I don't know. Whatever. Selfish, right? Totally, man. <laughs> Lord, if he just took his wife to McDonald's in a basketball game, he could come announce for Texas still. Yeah, I'm sure Cuba could get him some seats up there to a Mavs game. Uh, yeah. Uh, does it have to be NBA, though? Like, is that the way professional, you got to do professional? Like, if I don't know. Maybe, maybe you could go SMU up there. SMU's got a good team this year. Hey. There you go. You could go watch SMU they, or North Texas. You could go always yeah. watch the Mean Green out there. Anyway, man, the St. John's comes in this weekend, 630 on Friday night, 3 o'clock Saturday, noon on Sunday. It doesn't show there to be any sort of ESPN Plus or any video for this, which does make me a little bit sad. Yeah, and I, I think it's just because of the capability of only running one game per day. Um, I think they – I'll actually have to look at the schedule for broadcast this week, but I know basketball is their Thursday, Saturday, and then uh, – yeah, Thursday, Saturday. Um, and then Friday they're broadcasting softball. So, And then Sunday, I know they haven't broadcasted Sundays in a while. That's strictly radio only, it seems like. So that's kind of the reason behind it, it looks like. Interesting. It just – there's five games – this week, and only one of them are available to watch for someone who is not uh, parked at Don, Don Sanders Stadium. But then preferably, don't just park there. You should get out your car and go inside, too. Yeah, that that would be – hey, and I will give our fans credit. Um, I think the average attendance through, um, what is it, six, seven games at home this year is just a tick below 1,000, and I think the capacity is 11 or 1,200, so – You've been approaching sellouts for almost the entire season, and the crowds have been really good. And so that's really good to see. Um, it's a good sign that attendance is doing really well for baseball. Is it because they've been good for a little while, and so the expectations are they'll be good? Is that what men's basketball has to do to get some people in there? I mean, you could argue men's basketball season last year was their greatest in school history. From from a wins perspective, it was. You didn't make the tournament. 
Um, and they were struggling to get eight or 900 and baseball is getting at least a thousand every game pretty much. And so I don't know the reasoning behind it. I know baseball, um, at Sam Houston has always been kind of tri- a traditional thing. Um, it might even be the sport you've been best at in your school's history. And so there's just a really long tradition there of success and, uh, basketball has had its ups and downs. Football, um, obviously it's been good since 09, 10 kind of area the past 15 years hasn't had the kind of same sustained success. And so maybe just doesn't have the same tradition and history and all that to it. But I don't know. It's interesting that you're seeing like a a midweek baseball game or a Sunday baseball game out attending a St. Houston versus Texas State basketball game kind of thing. So it definitely is interesting. Yeah. I can't figure it out. But that's not for me to figure out. Is there anything else we need to cover on the baseball before we get – to a whole lot of things. Uh, not too much. I, I mean, you mentioned it a little bit, but St. John's is no slouch. They beat a top 10 Florida team to open the year. That was only a one-game series because the other two games got rained out. And then you took one of three against Houston. And, I mean, Houston's a really good team in the Big 12 this year. So not a slouch. They had a winning record last year, so it should be a fun competitive series again. The The schedule picks up for baseball now, starting with Wednesday with UT Arlington. UT Arlington, St. John's, Houston, Texas State, Texas A&M. That is your neck before you start conference. That is we're, – we're going to know a lot more about this baseball team before they travel to Las Cruces in the middle of March. Yeah, you kind of have a fluff kind of 10 game to start, and you've got a really rough next 10 games. And then you open conference play, which, I mean, you open against New Mexico State, but it's still conference play, and conference play is not going to be easy. When did Oklahoma State become fluff? I mean, that ain't easy. If you take the, I mean, Rice has been really bad the last few years. Rice, they Dartmouth, have been, but HG. that don't mean they're always bad, right? Like I, these four games, Dartmouth and Rice, maybe, but Oklahoma State. No, that's a good point. I guess it's kind of a in between first ten games, and then it really picks up. I like how they're testing, and I like how they're getting that strength of schedule up, and they get these wins they're going to need uh, come. May when the bracket comes out, I believe. Yeah, and it, I mean, I think you've beat A and M two of the last three years. You played Texas tough. I think you've beaten Baylor, split with U of H last year. So I mean, they're definitely winnable games, and you've done it before. What is the Don Sanders Cup? The Don Sanders Cup is a three-game series between U of H and St. Houston. So you play one game at Sam, one game at U of H, and then you play one game at Constellation Field, which is where the Sugar Lane Cowboys. Uh, Space Cowboys play, um, and it's named after Don Sanders, who has made obviously a ton of contributions to St. Houston Stadium. is named after him. A lot of contributions in U of H as well. And so, when the two teams play in baseball, um, it's the Don Sanders Cup. Do they have an actual cup? Uh, I don't know. I don't know for sure, actually. You know, it's interesting it's- to me how many trophies they call cups but aren't cups, like uh, the Dias Cup. Harden Simmons and McMurray, it's a couple of fighter jets on a stick, right? The, like The Piston Cup. The Piston Cup, it's not a cup, right? <laughs> the, I'm glad the, you got the reference. <laughs> the the Blea Cup, which which Division Two Midwestern State went to Taiwan and won. It looks like a pylon. Like, these things, man, if it's a cup, make it a cup. <laughs> I want to be able to drink soup out of it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> If you can't 
pass that thing around like the Stanley Cup and everybody get them a swig out of the top. It ain't worth having a cup. Right. That's Don Sanders Invitational. If there actually isn't a cup, it should be the Invitational, I guess. Yeah, there's got to be something, right? Yeah, and and I was going to say, going back to the Don Sanders Cup, last year uh, the two teams split and the third game got rain, rained out, so there was no winner last year. So we'll see who takes it this year. Who They cut the cup in half? or? Yeah, you, <laughs> you get C and a half a U, and the other team gets half a U and a P. Looks like looks like you got the sigh and they got the ip. <laughs> right. <laughs> sigh and ip, yep. Well, well, Ben, that's a great way to transition into cat fun. What you got going on over there these days, oh, outside man. of some big information you've been putting out on the uh, catfans.com. Yeah, we we, uh, we talked about the O-line hire that officially went live today. We broke that news last night. Talk a little bit about it. Uh, we've got spring practice, I know, which we'll touch on here in a little bit. We're going to be at probably five or six of those practices. I believe there's 14 of them. So a lot of content coming from that. So a lot of exciting content um, on the way for our members over there at catface.com. And before we head into this third and final leg and go start marching to pay homage to the great general, we want to make sure we give one more shout out to our friends over at Eternal Roofing. They are proud sponsors, or at least they were before this episode, of March to the Pod. We are definitely proud to still have them as sponsors. And we've told you about the roofing and all that. We haven't told you what they can do general contracting-wise. They can paint the interior, exterior, home or business, install your gutters, garage doors, install floors, do woodworking, crown molding, shelves, sheetrock. They are the ones to call. And then... You got a business. You're like, but Corey, look, dude, I got a lot of stuff on the roof. Don't worry, man. They they can go around your HVAC system, any other roof, roof equipment you have, and they're going to do it while ensuring the minimal amount of disruption to your operations while they're installing or repairing. And I cannot recommend enough. Go to eternalroofingtx.com. Take a look at the gallery, and you will see the outstanding workmanship they do. And while you're there, send Taylor an email, taylor at eternalroofingtx.com. Let him know you're interested. Or if you would rather pick up the old telly and dial away in the Hill Country, you've got area code 830-251-5673. And Montgomery office is area code 936-215-8539. Give them a call and make sure you let them know you heard about it on March to the Pod, but don't give them your real opinion about court. Yes. Yeah, we'll be okay. The show will keep running. Listen, I get it. Some people don't understand my humor. I get it. Everybody else don't want my humor. You get it anyway. There's no way around it, Ben. That's true. Uh, I learned learned it firsthand. Yeah, everybody has had to learn it firsthand. All right, we're going to whip around here real quick before we finish up with a lot of football information. Women's golf tied 10th at the Westbrook Invitational in Peoria, Arizona, out of 14 teams last week. They are back in action March 4th and 5th at the UNF Collegiate in Jacksonville, Florida. Softball. 3-3 Three and three last week. Had a pretty decent weekend at the best on the Bayou tournament. 
They've got Texas A&M on Tuesday night, which we're recording on Tuesday, and then they bring in Abilene Christian for those three for three days this weekend into Huntsville at the Bearcat Softball Complex. Friday, doubleheader. Saturday, one game. Doubleheader is at 4 and 6.30. Saturday is at noon. And, Ben, it feels to me like Abilene Christian's one of those series the Cats need to sweep if they're going to really be competitive in the conference. Yeah, need to get some wins and uh really rough start to the season. Started 0 and 5, but ever since then you're 6 and 3 and um, picked up a really good win against Syracuse. That was one of your three wins this last weekend and uh just been really impressed by the two freshmen on the mound and Amy Abke and uh, Abigail Young. They've just done some really, really good things as true freshmen. So it's been cool to see and it's been good to see them kind of trend up in the right direction. The women's bowling team, they've been out there. Last week, they played the Stallings Invitational, Greensboro, North Carolina. They finished sixth of 18 teams. They will go back in and compete again March 15th through 17th at the Music City Classic in Smyrna, Tennessee, at the Smyrna Bowl. Ben? Not the cup. No, no, it's a bowl, bowl, which means it better look like a bowl. And does that mean that the people that attend – is is that like are they the the chips and salsa? <laughs> Maybe, but yeah, I'll say with bowling, they had a really rough first day of the Stallings Invitational. Then I think they wrapped it up with ten straight wins on the final two days, going five and zero and five and zero on Saturday and Sunday. So really good to see them get rolling in the right direction. Was that a pun, Ben? Yeah, yeah. Was, I'm glad you caught it. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you realized it. The men's team finished second at the Conference USA Indoor Track and Field Championship. And what I like is it says men's team. It doesn't say women's team. (laughs) Yeah. It it doesn't really say what the women uh, did right there. But the men had 137.5 points. They placed behind Liberty in the championship. The women, 46.5 points, and they were seventh. Overall in conference, moving along, women's basketball had a one-in-one week last week. They won over New Mexico State in overtime at Huntsville and then lost to UTEP 82-66 at home. They are on the road in the Murphy Center in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, where they will meet the Blue Raiderettes of Middle Tennessee. And if it's a Murphy Center, like, yeah, Corey, that one ain't worth it. Women's tennis. <laughs> the Cats beat Lamar last Friday, four to three. Canceled against SFA on Sunday. That was supposed they to be scared. a Nacogdoches, huh? SFA was scared. Of course, right? The only <laughs> reason they wouldn't play tennis, right? Right? It hurts, man. That ball can hurt. The tennis team is back in action March 5th, next Tuesday. They they play Rice at the George R. Brown Tennis Center in Houston. Uh, George George R. Brown is very well known throughout Houston, Ben. Yeah, he's got a big old building right there in downtown. I, I spent a lot of time in George Brown's big old building. <laughs> I think we've all been there once or twice. <laughs> there we go. Well, <laughs> And now football, they have a new offensive line coach, Mike Bakeson. Like this Benson. one, it's not S-T-O-N though, right? It's T-S-O-N. Yeah, so it's Bankson. Like I would, I need, I'm going to need a pronunciation. Benson. 
face him. Yeah, well, we'll call him Mike. <laughs> Mike, Mike comes in, spent the last three years over there in Nacogdoches, decided he wanted to get to the better part of East Texas and got over to Sam Houston now, working with the offensive line for the Lumberjacks. He's also been at South Alabama, Virginia Tech, and it was at Virginia Tech where he was on staff with Brad Cornelson, who is the offensive coordinator, which has been astutely pointed out before the show, is likely where the connection was made. He's also been at Upper Iowa, which is completely in the opposite direction from Lower Iowa, along with Northwest Missouri, which is completely opposite from Southeast Missouri and Iowa State. And by the way... He played at Iowa State a little bit, too. They played it. He played for the Woosh Woosh Woosh? Did he? <laughs> That's what you call, yeah, for one year. Oh, no, that's the Iowa State thing. They call them they, the whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. That's new to me. Really? You need <laughs> to look up whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Is that like a purple poo thing or something? No, that's that's Iowa State, man. Max yeah, Thompson, was... known Iowa State grad fan, super alum. He, he told me it's whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. He wouldn't lie. Yeah, and didn't he spend some time at Memphis, too? I think he was there with Cornelson as well before Virginia Tech. It didn't say Memphis in the three paragraphs I just read. Pretty sure he was at Memphis for one year before Virginia Tech as well. What are you doing reading the whole darn piece, man? you got to do your research, man. People get on you for this stuff. <laughs> Look, my research is called GoBearCats.com. <laughs> <laughs> read the first paragraph. That's right. It and move on. See, that's how I read books. Like, I read the first three chapters, and I get it, and then I close it and tie a new book. Just read the first sentence of every paragraph and call it a day. I skip. Look, I, in the Army, they always told us, you put what is most important first, because people will stop reading. I take that for real, man. Yeah, that's, that's journalism 101 right there, right? I have no idea. I did not take any journalism courses, but yet here I am. Right. Trucking along. I learned the hard way, and I had no idea what AP style was then, but that was one of the funniest things when I heard that that existed. <laughs> hey, you live and you learn. Sometimes the on-the-job training is better than the schooling. On-the-job training is the only way I've ever known to do things. It's yep. always been the better way uh, for me. Anyway, the football team, they've got a new offensive line coach, and Ben dropping some news. He, In fact, that news right there. If you're part of Cat Fund and you're on that Cat Fans in the exclusive area for Cat Fund, you would have already known about the offensive line coach. And yes. if you are and you did know, thank you for supporting the Cat Fund. Yes. Now, Ben also had some news you would see in there about spring practice. It is coming up in less than a month, Ben. Yeah, about three weeks away gets rolling March 19th. Um, and then I guess the big news there is spring game open to the public. There is going to be an official spring game this year on April 20th. Um, and so that's going to be exciting. Um, a couple scrimmages, the two Saturdays before, so you got two scrimmages. And then the spring game, there's going to be three junior days throughout uh, spring practice. And uh, I'm ready to get out there and to see this new team. Bring your lawn chair and your hard hat because there's construction going on at the Bowers and get ready for some spring football. Yes, I'm I'm very excited to get to see a um, new quarterback, new defensive staff, excited to talk to Skyler Cassidy and 
defensive staff see what kind of scheme changes there might be, what they want to do on the defensive side. Um, yeah, football year-round. Got to love it. I do. It's what keeps me paid, man. Exactly. <laughs> I, people are like, oh, my God, if I, if I don't do this, people in China don't get their medicine. And I'm like, hey, if I don't do this, people don't get to read about their team. Let me tell you, you know, that's true. Priorities. Real apples to apples there. Yeah, priorities. Got to have them. Yes. Scrimmages. I think you mentioned them. They are. I want to mention them again. April 6th and April 13th, they will be having scrimmages. So, I, hey, stay tuned. March to the pot around that time. And to the Cat Fund exclusive forum on catfans.com. Because, Ben, I'm sure we'll have some thoughts and some things to say about those scrimmages and tell us what he's learning about his cats. Yeah, did that last year, and I know people like it, and we'll continue to bring the scoop and the scoopski potatoes over there to the cat thing that's hosted for us. Scoopski potatoes. <laughs> I can't watch. Uh, see, now you're getting me reminiscing on the good old days. Scoopski potatoes, scoopski potatoes, and Joe Gatto. It ain't been the same without Joe, man. I can't watch. I know. I I've always thought it was hilarious how you said that a while back, and so I had to bring it up again at some point. Such a fan of Joe Gatto and the Scoopski potatoes, and he and I say that that way. It it annoys my wife when I say potatoes, so I potatoes. do it every time on purpose. Right. Don't tell you her have though. To. Yeah. Don't tell. I promise you, she ain't listening. So don't tell her. I won't. Yeah. Definitely. She ain't. You know. She ain't listening or anything. <laughs> Anyway, Ben, is there anything that that I failed to cover that has been happening uh, in – see, there's no – what do they call the area that holds the school? I, I don't want to call it the prison yard. You know, like you got the 40 acres in Texas, it, you know. What do they call it there? Do they – the, should campus. we just start – Campus. That's so boring. Everybody uses that. We got to come up with a cool name. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's something we got to work on. There's really should, nothing. How about we call it the yard? Well, that's what they call the kind of center of campus. A lot of people call it the yard, um, but that's not the campus as a whole. I say it's the campus as a whole. Okay. Of what's going on at the yard. Well, and then since we're kind of on this topic, let me throw this by you. Um, get the student atmosphere going, and just label it as death row, or label Bower Stadium as death row. Um, I don't. I don't know if it'll fly, but I think it'd be cool. And you, you kind of sound the prison bells or the prison horn when you're going to the fourth quarter when the team's running out and they kind of run out with maybe some chains or come out of like a sliding like prison door or something. I think we could really lean into it. Listen, if you're going to have 18 TDCJ facilities, Texas Department of Criminal Justice, I know that because I used to be to work. I was actually a prison guard at one point in time, Ben. If you're in one of the 18 million TDCJ facilities around Huntsville, including the Death which, by the way, I do want to say, man, when I was when I went to the training and became a prison guard, and then I decided the army was much safer for me. Um, and that's a real story that the army is safer than the prison. Just, just saying, I'd rather go to war than walk into a prison every day. Oh. But they told us that if you took your ID and you went to Huntsville, you could go lay in the bed that they do the the executions on. And I thought to myself, 
who does that? Who's no. going and laying on bed where people die? Not not either of us. Not this guy, man. I'll go see old Sparky at the prison museum, but that's about it. I don't even want to go look at that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, man. I don't want. I don't want any part of that. Neither anyway, do I. With, with yeah, none of us but, want any. So in other words, we're not going to go murder anyone. We have alibis. We don't want to do it. Okay. Right. All right. Anything. <laughs> Anything else think, going on at the yard that I happen to miss, Vince? Oh, man, I don't think so. It is a very, I mean, these three or four weeks are the busiest time of the year with pretty much every sport in action. And so I think we covered it all. And uh, on to the next week, and hopefully we got a lot of wins in store for these next couple of days. I'll try to keep up while I'm traveling. The last weekend I was on the road. It's the first of four straight on the road for basketball and basketball tournaments. It is a wonderful time of year, a very busy time. And uh, also, the Flying Squirrels, Ben, we, we had a yes. practice last night. It was uh, it was okay. Look, we're still knocking some rust off, right? We had to stop practice and get in the lines and do the catch and throw drill because if you can't catch and can't throw, You're you kind of can't team. play baseball. Right, so we we had to do that again, and and if you drop the ball, you have to run the entire field. You got you got to have those things, man. This happens at least once a year. Right, and I mean, how many times did you? How many poles did they run last night? A minimum of ten, right? Oh, I don't have. We run. They run the whole lap around the field. It's not poles, man. Okay, good. Teach them young. It's a seniors field too. It's not like this is some little field. This good. is four hundred to center. I've put a lot of money on the flying squirrels for this upcoming season. I mean. That was very, very bold and 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 not not brilliant. My bookie gave me a good line, so I had to take it. Good line. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, uh, my son is playing soccer, baseball, and in taekwondo this spring. Is he curing cancer while he's at it as well? Yeah, he's gonna need to cure mine by the time I get done with all these sunburns. <laughs> he's gonna have no time to breathe. <laughs> Yeah. So, oh, he's also the bat boy for the Flying Squirrels. Oh, my gosh. We go, man. He drives the team bus, cooks <laughs> the, brings out the post-game oranges and Capri Suns, pays the bills. Mows the the seven-year-old does everything. <laughs> Somebody has to. Yeah, because I'm not doing anything. I'll tell you that. <laughs> All righty, Ben. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate you been on this episode and we appreciate everyone who listens and watches and if you tuned out the <laughs> this last little part i don't blame you i probably would have too anyhow thank you so much for watching thank you so much for listening please like share subscribe turn off my jokes if you start if they get to you whatever you gotta do we want we appreciate you being here and we hope that you come back until we meet again ben Take us out. Let's march our way to a lot of victories this weekend. March into victory.